music just a good run it was a good run if only the flyers had won a stanley cup in the last five to seven years perhaps the coyotes would have beaten them but alas here we are thank you all so much for tuning in to the phnx coyotes post game show don't forget to hit that like button subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review i'm leah here with pd craig will be joining from all shortly we have danielle behind the mac pd all good things must come to an end, including winning streaks. Yeah. You know, it just, it just, you kind of felt this one. You felt it early, like, uh oh, this just felt different there. Um, it's okay. I mean, they, 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 they had an a unbelievable run of the five straight, and you'd like to see them finish off uh, at the mullet before they head on this very difficult road trip yeah. to beat the Philadelphia Flyers. The Philadelphia played well. They did. That was a good road game for Philadelphia. Yeah, it really was. It was. It was. It was a good game. It, it's. It's too bad they couldn't end this trip on a high note. But back to the drawing board tomorrow before they get on a plane to Boston at nine thirty in the morning. The good news is, less than forty eight hours from now, they'll get to play the Boston Bruins, who just lost. So they'll be grumpy. A grumpy Boston Bruins team. Uh oh. Oy, 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 oy. Oh. Um, okay, well, let's just start. See, look at Ch- CWP, Mrs. Scottsdale mom already. I mean, I do too. But, but isn't it a different thing? Like, we just, whoa, we had, like, if you look at our last show, we were all happy and hypey, and now we're not happy and hypey. And we actually went to the mullet tonight. We did. We did. The, the ma- Maybe it was our fault. It might have been. We ruined, we'd stepped Maybe. in and we ruined the vibes. Oh, God, I didn't even think I'm of so that. sorry, everyone. Sorry. Um, okay, well, let's start things off with the numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union, named by Forbes. Let's check it out. Shots somehow were even. It did not feel this not way feel at all because in the second period through 10 minutes, the Coyotes only had one shot on goal. Um, and the Coyotes were 0 for 3 on their power play. The Flyers didn't even have one, which is something we rarely see. So... I mean, that was a huge break for the Coyotes, but couldn't capitalize on their power play. In fact, the power play didn't even look great at all. Um, by the, the second period, they were putting out PP2 to start things off, which I thought was interesting. Block shots, 23 to 9, uh, 23 for the Flyers. And then shot attempts, the Coyotes dominated here with 68 shot attempts to the Flyers, 48. A couple of things here. You know, when you look at the shot, the shot attempts, the Coyotes clearly dominated in that, but it didn't feel like that to me. And I guess maybe it's because the Philadelphia Flyers were able to, to capitalize on their 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 opportunities where the, where the Coyotes did not. But the power play, it just didn't. It just wasn't buzzing tonight, and they just weren't getting guys going to the net. They just didn't have that same that same gel. It didn't bring. It didn't bring. You just want to get a boost from it if you're not going to be able to score on it. You want to get some momentum out of a power play. They didn't have that. I thought they. Power play too, especially with Kraus and Michelli, maybe had a little bit better looks. It felt like the Kraus, uh, excuse me, the Keller, Keller, Schmaltz, Cooley. It felt like they were on the perimeter. They couldn't get anything, anything at the net. It just didn't have that same jump that they've had the last few games. And how much do you think that has to do with Jersey being out and not quarterbacking the power play? I mean, that has some. He delivers the puck extremely well. Yeah. He gets pucks through. I mean, Dumba, Dumba has done it before in his career. It, it just didn't have that same. Jumping, uh, yeah, you got to look at that top line. That top line just did not have one of their better games tonight. You look, we were talking about plus minus, and we looked at Logan Cooley was a minus, minus four. Yeah, Keller was a minus three. 
Castle Ring was a minus three. It's okay, Castle Ring. The walking yeah, and talking walk bump. And talk and it bump usually come comes out. the game after. The game after. Like it's one game, game and then the next game. game but that, okay. but I thought Logan Cooley, Keller Schmaltz really looked a step behind tonight. So there are some nights where I thought they were just starting to get there. I thought Cooley, Cooley was starting to settle in there. I don't know. Tonight they just didn't have it. I don't know if it was because of the, the physicality of the, the Philadelphia Flyers have Philadelphia defended so well, which they did. Philadelphia Flyers defended their night extremely well. They defended outstanding, and, and that line just never got any traction. They just couldn't get anything going. And, and, and we saw it tonight for the first time that, that at the end of the game, after Cooley had gone minus four, that they, they slid um, Alex Kerfoot in that spot. And, and we'll see if they keep these lines and keep Logan Cooley in the middle of those two guys going into Saturday um, against the Boston Bruins where they won't get last change, they won't get the matchups they want. And I'm concerned about the defensive liability of that top line against a potent offense like the Boston Bruins. So I would not be surprised if they shuffled the lines up a, a little bit um, so they could keep Cooley away from Schmaltz and Keller instead of having all three of them on the ice together. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, and it's also one of those things when you're on a hot streak, like if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix exactly. it sort of thing. Like don't change the lines, no need to shuffle. But now that you know they finally have a loss after five straight wins, it's like, okay, now let's take a look at maybe what wasn't working and clearly – there was something off tonight with that line and you have to imagine there'll be some changes in that sense um we did see travis dermott back in the lineup tonight of course Dersey out still he's he was a game time decision he is going to take the trip so that's all good news um but yeah it's just we i feel like we don't even have energy to bring the team didn't really come with energy and it's and it's hard because if you look at the homestand like and you say in retrospect okay they were four four and one and then in their last six games, they're five and one. Like, you'll take that. It just feels so disappointing. If like if this was a three two like loss, you know, down to the end, it would have been felt a little bit less disappointing. I think the fact that it was a four one, the Coyotes were never in it. They were down to nothing to start the game, and then they just never really could come back. Like Krause scoring that goal in the first period to make it two one, you thought, okay, maybe. But then when their power play isn't clicking, then you have a short handed goal against, which that has happened. Yep. To- the fact that that's happened enough times that I can note in my brain that it's happened multiple that's times bad. this season is really bad. Is and bad. when that happens, it's like, how do you even come back from that? You just can't. Yeah, and it's funny. When you look at their schedule and you looked at those teams that they beat in Colorado and Tampa, and we've talked about it at nauseum, and I know people have talked about us talking about it, but they beat those really good teams, and you see the schedule coming up where they have the Boston Bruins and Pittsburgh on this next trip. The Philadelphia Flyers, it's, we talked about it before the game. We talked about it when we were at Mullet tonight that it's a trap game. And this is a game that you start looking past, hey, we beat all these really good teams. We beat Vegas. And now we got to face the Boston Bruins. And somehow you forgot that you have to play the Philadelphia Flyers in between there. The team plane leaves at 930 in the morning. So guys are already packed or pretty close or thinking about the road trip already. And, and I think they forgot to get prepared for this game. And it's hard for a coaching staff to get guys ready for a game that they might be looking past. And and one thing John Tortorella's teams are, they're prepared. Like that that team, the Flyer team, you're going to know when you've played them. They might, you might beat them. And I think that, that, that Charlie said that yesterday, you might beat them, but they're going to work hard. And and they did tonight. I thought they defended extremely mm-hmm. well. And the Coyotes just never had that, that mullet jump, that mullet bounce that we've seen over the last um, five games. They just didn't have that tonight. There was just never a, oh my gosh, they're all over them, or they're skating well. And somebody said in the chat, 
O'Connor said they didn't feel like they they played mistake-free hockey. This team needs to play mistake-free, and they didn't. They were turning pucks over. They weren't they weren't managing the puck as well as they have um, through the past week. So it's a blip on the screen. Everything's okay. Deep breath. Everything yeah. will be okay. The problem now is does one turn into two? And you can't let yeah, that turn into Yeah, especially with Boston coming up yeah. on the horizon. The other thing is you can't rely on goaltending. And the thing about when we look back on this amazing stretch is that Connor Ingram was absolutely lights out unstoppable. And you just can't uh, – no goalie, even the best of the best, aren't – you can't be perfect all the time. And Connor Ingram, unfortunately, you know, allowed four goals on 26 shots for an 8-4-6 save percentage. Not his best performance. It wasn't all his fault. The team, you know, in front of him has to play well also. But I think, you know, you can look back on this win streak and Connor Ingram has had those huge saves, those game-changing saves. And he just didn't have that tonight. And again, like to start a goalie six straight starts, that's, you know, substantial especially considering this team was going back forth back forth back and forth and i know we're going to talk more about the, the plan for the goalies going forward now um but that's just another thing too when like when everything was clicking everything was clicking so when it's not all clicking it felt like nothing was clicking yeah and, and, and to, to your point about connor ingram it just felt like during this streak and this he hasn't played six games in a row in his career he doesn't play start six games it's just it's hard to keep that going consistently i i felt tonight was the first time that you you go oh okay, that one probably shouldn't have gone in and oh i, I think you wish you would have had that one believe me that 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 second goal on that rush that tap in for me he had no chance yeah i think that the shot off of the face off that ended up being the one nothing goal i think surprised him i i think it it hit him before he even realized the shot was taken. It happened so quickly. Um, but it was the third goal. I thought that was the one that I go, okay, he saw that. He should have had that one. And that hasn't happened for Connor Ingham during this, that set. But what's interesting now is now we get to go back to playing that guessing game of what do the Coyotes do with their goaltending now? And, and, I, and I think as bad as this sounds, I think this sets up better for this road trip now that they've lost this game, I mean, hey, they wanted to win. But if they win, you have to play Connor Ingram against Boston. Now, you don't. Now you can play Vimelka against the Boston Bruins on Saturday. And guess what? Vimelka's been sitting watching this six-game streak going, okay, I'm ready. I, yeah. I, I want to get back in there. Yeah. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Vimelka goes out and has an FU game. Like, hey, I can still play in this league. Like, don't forget, I'm here. And these are one of those games that maybe, even though he's been out of the net for a while— Instead of him being cold and not playing, maybe it's just enough to go, okay, I've got this. Yeah. Yeah. I've maybe watched he's him motivated. play. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he's motivated. And so you put him against the Boston Bruins and you, and you go, you roll the dice with, with Karel Vamelke because now that sets up for Vamelke playing Saturday against the Boston Bruins. Then you throw Connor Ingram against the Buffalo Sabres. And, and if you look at the road trip, the Buffalo Sabre game is the most winnable game on this trip. Sorry, Sean. Sorry, Sean. And then so you play the Buffalo Sabres with Connor Ingram. And then you throw back Vimelka against Pittsburgh, another building of the team struggles, and another one they go, okay, let's see what you got. So this is a good opportunity for Karel Vimelka to right the ship in his season. And let's see what he does against the Boston Bruins, even if it's a even if they lose. But he makes the 38 saves and they lose by a goal. I think that's going to get Karel Vimelka back on track for yeah. the rest of the season. So that's going to be huge. So I would not be surprised if you don't see Karel Vimelka play Saturday against the Boston Bruins.
Yeah, me too. And here we are back to guessing goalies. I know guessing goalies. And we, and you know, for, I'm bad at for like a week, it was like, oh, Ingram. I, I easy. Think, I, I think they've just been waiting, waiting for Alash to throw Veggie back in. He's got to yeah. play. And, and, and Bear said it yesterday. Yeah, at he's going to play. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. A um, couple of interesting things in the chat. Charles was, you know, our, our correspondent of all things research, was doing some research on who has the most shorthanded goals against. It's actually Carolina. Really? Not the Coyotes. It feels like the Coyotes, but wow, Carolina. Yeah. Very surprising. Charles, thank you for doing your due diligence. And then Riley Riles, our friend in Alaska. Oh, Bad yeah. night. Yotes lose. And I'm delivering pizza in a snowstorm. Riley, please stay safe. Yeah, but I hope we're keeping slow. you. I hope we're keeping you company yeah. in your car. Pack slow. therapy. That does sound good right now, doesn't it? And a a pizza? Yeah. It does. By the way. No snow in Arizona, Riley. Just saying. Brian and Kate delivered us. um, Yes. Chicken fingers and fries. Major came through chicken fingers. And he did feel bad. Major Nelson, Roaring Fork. He did feel bad. Whatever you want to call him. Thank you for our our chicken tenders. You got Craig a hot dog. And he felt bad. That was probably the best part of the night, to be honest. It was probably the best part. And guess what? Craig did eat some of Petey's chicken tenders. He did. So there you have it. He did. But, but you did offer. You did. I offer. did. I okay, yeah. He did, he wouldn't offer me, but I I, I offered him. Yeah. Uh, it just it just the, this other than the chicken chicken tendies, <laughs> it just didn't have that vibe tonight. It was just there weren't a lot of like good things either. That's the no, problem. and you could feel it coming. And because sometimes were, you look at a loss and you're like, here's yeah. the three good things that came out of tonight. This one you're like, mm. there was you know we talked about one of the there is one player that I thought had what did he end up with shots on goal. Uh, he had five shots on goal. Led all led all Coyotes with five shots on goal. He had eight attempts at the net. Um, he was physically had three hits, which is he he was the most noticeable Coyote. And I think he looked like he was playing a little bit frustrated. And he played bigger than he has of late. Where I thought it wasn't just the offensive side he was trying to get going, but he was also getting the physical side going. And he ended up getting the only goal of the game, and that was Lawson Cross. I thought he was the bright spot in tonight's lineup. Absolutely. And that is why he has that desert dog in him um, with his one goal tonight. He had a hit. He hit the post, I think, later. Yeah, he hit the crossbar like, late toward, in the third. Toward, late probably, in the third, yeah. Probably out, of, out by then, but he kept plugging yeah. the entire 60 minutes. And you can't say that about a lot of the Coyotes tonight, that I didn't think that a full 60-minute game, but you can about Lawson Kraus. I think he absolutely deserves to have the desert dog in him. And, absolutely. And uh, they're going to need him. Uh, he started off November hot. Maybe he can do the same thing in December. Yep, absolutely. Um, well, the Coyotes are not the only team who lost, unfortunately, this week. The Phoenix Suns lost earlier in the week, which is a bummer. Yeah. Um, so they were eliminated from the in-season tournament, but they still are playing a game tomorrow night. Um, and anytime you want to watch the Phoenix Suns, most of the time, you can check them out on Arizona's Family Sports, see the games on Arizona's Family 3 TV and Arizona's Family Sports Channel 44. If you already have an antenna for your Coyotes you can watch the Suns on there too, channel 3.1 or 3.5 or channel 44. Just so many options. And if you need help finding those options, wherever you live in Arizona, visit azfamily.com and click Suns Games for listing information for your area. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns Games on Arizona Family Sports. And this is a game, PD, that we could have used the we four could peaks. Use four peaks. I'm going to grab my prop again. Oh, okay. So PD's grabbing the Four Peaks Advent Calendar. You have some news about this. Yeah, so the the advent calendar where you get 24 different beers every day. And there are, I'm just giving you a heads up, there are some obscure beers in yes, the advent calendar. Some of them, like ones that you can't buy, you can't buy. or get at the Or out of production, yeah. too. Like, so. Unreal. Be, yeah. We had so some really good ones last year. If you're a beer guy, or, or you know somebody who is a beer guy, check it out. But 
They're going fast. I ran fast. into the medical trainer of the Arizona Coyotes, Bill Nervig, and talked to him. And he said, I got to get one. Where do I get it? And so we got to make it clear where you get it. You get it at the 8th Street Pub. But. They're going out fast. You better hurry. They're flying off the shelves. Because I'm not even sure if there are any left right now. So if you do need a uh, Four Peaks Advent Calendar for someone special and a beer drinker on your list, make sure you get to the 8th Street Pub and get it at Four Peaks as soon as you can. Absolutely. You can visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events. You can check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. And you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Great gift to bring to a, like a holiday party. Everybody gets someone. a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Just I saying. actually like that idea. I, that's a good idea. We have a holiday party coming up. We and do. What, what do you bet we have Four Peaks? Um, I bet like a thousand dollars that we yeah, have four peaks. Absolutely. Um, not to be any more of a downer, but like, first of all, okay, let me just say something. Okay. I stand by being on the hype train the last Absolutely. five games. All about like, the hype train. If, if we're not going to have fun on a winning streak, then what are we doing? Exactly. Like, what am I going to sit there and be miserable? No, I'm a Coyotes fan. I've been miserable for a long yeah, time. I'm going to have been fun. There. Okay. Been there. So I just want to say that, first of all. Yeah. Um, I, I stand by it. And Fair. great run. Great run for the Oats. Getting national attention. Connor Ingram's getting national attention, even yes. though he doesn't want it. <laughs> As if you... They have, almost talked about us on the what? Chaos pocket? Almost. Almost. Um, and by the way, if you want to read Craig's story on Connor Ingram's success, check it out. GoPHNX.com. Really yes. great read. Really good. really good insight on some of the more technical aspects of yes. his game, if you're interested in that sort of thing. So check that out. Again, that's GoPHNX.com. Um, but I had this whole list of things, of all the oh. things that were going to happen tonight. Well, and this I, is a really... And I don't mean to depress everyone, but I just I kind of just want to run through on what the show could have been. What could have been. Okay, ready? Yeah. So with a win tonight, the Coyotes could have matched their best performance in a home stand of five or more games in Coyotes history. The last time they did it, 2002. 2002. That's a long time ago. So we're going to have to wait again. I was born in 1996. Wow. So I yeah, I still lived in Canada. I was an adult working. <laughs> Michael Carcone and Nick Schmaltz both entered this game on goal streaks of three or more games. Not anymore. And tonight, unfortunately, um, and Michael Carcone's goal streak of four games was the longest streak by a Coyote this season, and he had had nine goals in twelve home games. Not so anymore. not anymore. Okay. Um, but I mean, nine it and thirteen feels is like so the, great. The, the wheel of fantasy, Leah. It does, but it's like the wheel of despair. Yeah. Okay. This one hurts the most because you did walk and talk yeah. with him, but Michael Kesselring was I on know. a four-game assist streak, um, and before that, he only had three assists in the NHL at all. Um, but like we have seen this before, that it's not the game after it's the, the two. It's the two. It can be the two. And right? and if you watch Walking and Talking, you would learn that Michael Kesselring went to Boston College. No, no Northeastern. Northeastern. I'm so sorry. In that Boston, is so offensive to anyone who so goes offensive. to a Boston university. Yeah. I am so sorry. Um, he went to Northeastern. And so it's a return to Boston for him. Yeah. And hopefully he's in the lineup. Yeah, it depends on what happens with Jersey, especially with Dermot being back. Dermot came back in the lineup. Kesselring played six minutes. He was a minus three. Let's give, keep our fingers crossed that the, the Walking and Talking bump gets him in the lineup. Um, Go watch Walking and Talking and hit yeah. the like button on it. And, and I will say really this for great Kessel Ring, it was really fun. Like Amazing. He, he was an interesting guy. And, and I think that that's one of the things that I'm going to say about Walking and Talking. It's not the, oh, it's 110% or backs against the wall. It's not that. It's it's guys being guys. Yeah. And, and I just, felt like I really got to know yeah. him. Yeah. So it, if you haven't seen it, he's a really good kid. And I, and he he works really hard. And he's got some some future ahead of him because he, you know, uh, I thought when he had the confidence, he defended well. I think tonight was a tough night, but it's not his fault. No, no. 
Um, Connor Ingram, if he had won six straight, it would have been a new career high for him and would match the longest win streak by a goaltender in general this season, which a bummer, but like that's not to take away from what Connor Ingram has done in the stretch because he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, a six game win streak would have been the longest since 2018, 19, mm. which they already did get the five game win streak, which was also the longest in 2018, 19. So there you go. Um, and those were all the things that could have happened. So bummer. I had all, I had so many things planned. I had Danielle clip the video of me saying the Coyotes could sweep this homestand and you and Craig laughing at me. I was going to play it back and laugh at oh, you guys. Gosh. Like I was ready. ready. I was ready for receipts. a win. And it was one of those things too, where like, the where like, when when you win like when the team wins it's yes. like they'll never lose like that's the feeling I you know. have it's like how could they ever lose they they can't um no apparently they can and they can it's kind of sad yeah. it is sad uh, i'm 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 glad you did all the what ifs that was fun was Not it? really was no, it? it really wasn't um we've kind of talked about it already but let's take a look at the coyotes upcoming schedule um and just see what's to come this is a tough turnaround, PD, because what time would you say they'd get on the flight on Friday? Uh, they got 9.30 flight. So a 9.30 flight, they're flying Which all is the way to Boston. Which is 11.30 East Coast. That's like a five-hour flight to Boston, right? Yes, it's long. Then they play at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. Like, So you what, you land there at 4 and 4.30 p.m.? I, I don't know. You got the time zones when you take off 9.30 is 10.30, 11.30, 12.30, 1.30, 2.30, 3.30, 4.30, almost dinner time. Yeah. Get to the hotel. By the time you get to the hotel, it's dinner time. And then you get up for an afternoon game. Like, yeah, it really sucks. That's tough. And, and people like, don't think about that. So you get to the hotel at 6, which is 4 o'clock body time. So you can't go out to eat dinner. You're actually not hungry yet. So you won't go out to eat till 8 o'clock, which is 6 o'clock. <laughs> but you also play the next day without a morning skate. So it's your that's day brutal. is screwed. That game is going to be so hard to make them play at, at 11 o'clock our time. That it's it's ridiculous to make them play that. Why is that not a Saturday night game? That's absolutely insane. To I mean, Coyotes play that game. Insane for them. We're very grateful. Oh, buddy, heard <laughs> mimosas. Let's get ready. Go. You, the Actually, energy on that. Should show. we do mimosas? I'm in. I think I'm I in. think it's a mimosa I, I, morning. I, I, you think Craig, Danielle? Are Craig's you going to be in? I'm not. I'm not. In, I'm not into that. Okay. Well, that's fine. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm, not morning, I'm not a morning person though. Maybe. Oh yeah. That's okay. Fair. So we'll, that so we'll fair. stop Danielle's, by a circle. Danielle's more of. A, I can see Danielle's more of a night owl. Yeah. I'm a morning person. Let's go. I'm still kicking. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, no, Petey and I are it, like, let's time. go. So I think it's it's almost unfair, and that's why that one's going to be really difficult. The one good thing is. Yeah, when you're playing at one o'clock in the afternoon, that equates to eleven o'clock here, and that's when this team usually practices. And that's I know true. that's an interesting. And point. it's funny listening to coaches think about this Eastern Time Zone thing. We we did a study back when I was working for the team on how bad this team did on the first game in the Eastern Time Zone. It was something like two and twenty-one. Like it was horrific when this team traveled from this time zone to the East Coast. Lost almost every time in that first game. Didn't matter who you're playing, where you're going, what place in the standings that opponent was, you're going to lose. And so there are coaches that tried to do things like, well, let's fly later at night so that we get there in the morning, or let's try two days ahead. And it's it honestly didn't matter. You're going to lose. So <laughs> I, I think this may be playing at 11 o'clock our time, one o'clock in the afternoon Eastern is something I don't recall ever having happened in the last 15, 20 years. 
maybe that's the recipe. May I I don't know. You never know with this team, to be you honest. You never know. So maybe maybe that is the difference. And it's going to be it's not just the Coyotes are going to be out of their regular routine. The Boston Bruins, a one o'clock game is not normal. Yeah, but they are home. I know. And they, they just played, got beat tonight, they, too. They lost 3-1. Sean DePaz in attendance yeah. at the Bruins-Sabres yes. game. And Sean did report that he now has seen Tate Thompson score a goal in person and he could die happy. Can you can you say what his first text was regarding um, Tate Thompson? That he locked eyes with yes. him during the national anthem. It's yes. over. It's over. And not only did he lock eyes with them in the anthem, then he scores a goal. I mean... Coincidence? <laughs> We got to get Sean to the the Coyotes Bruins game. Yeah, on we're Saturday. working on it. We got to get him there. We got to we gotta, get him. We got to get him there. But but I, I am concerned about that game. But yeah, I, I, the good news after that, they get a little bit of a rest before they head off to Buffalo. Oh, and 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 well, we'll talk about it more in another time. Not today. We'll talk about it Saturday. Never mind. Okay, that's fine. Um, all right, is Craig here? Are we ready to bring him in? Um, before we do, we have. Two back-to-backs next week, which just okay. is brutal. But again, plays perfectly. Do we have in... to work all four? Unfortunately, yes. Oh. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> but work, work, work. again, brings back the whole idea of going back to the goalie back and forth. It's yes. kind of a natural time yes. for that to happen. So, um, all right. Well, without further ado, let's bring Craig in. Craig. Yes. Hi. The vibes are I, the last few shows. I'm like the vibes are immaculate, and this yeah. time I'm like, hey. they're not. Well, we. I mean, we did get to talk to the one person in that dressing room who could smile tonight, and that was Travis Dermott uh, talking about the birth of his baby boy. So there was that. Did you, but I by mean, the way, Craig, before we move on further from that topic, because I know Bear didn't want to give him any details. So no, he just didn't ask. Oh, he Bear didn't ask, but he might have known. He just didn't. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Did 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 they did they name the kid? And yes. did they did they name him Steve? <laughs> Petey, have you heard of this uh, app called Twitter or now X? I do. I've heard of it. Okay. Did okay. did you tweet something? I did. Yeah. Oh, good. didn't read so, it. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. When did you tweet yeah. it? Uh, I think this morning. Oh, didn't read it. <laughs> so they didn't yes. go with Petey yeah. or Steve. No. They did not. Yeah, they no. didn't pick any of our names, actually. They weren't no. interested in any of those. But the, the good news is mom, baby, dad are all doing well. It's just crazy awesome. with, with Travis, right? He, he, he was injured, too. So just getting back into the lineup, said the baby was born at 7 a.m. He was at practice by 9 a.m., showered, went back, spent the day with the family. Now he's got to go on the road and leave a newborn. Oh. It's that's, that's not tough. it's not optimal. And yet he, he's there smiling the whole time. So. Hey, the birth of a kid is a pretty cool experience, as you and I both know. It was, yeah. and it, it was clearly pretty amazing for them. So good for them. That's cool. Wow, that's exciting. Um, well, besides that joyous thing, what were the what did Bear have to say? I'm curious. Well, we asked him. You know, can you look at the big picture? He's like, no, that'll be tomorrow. <laughs> Basically, this was too fresh because I said, you know, four and one homestead. And he said, the one is the thing I'm thinking about right now. That's kind so, of how yeah. we feel, too, because I'm trying to sit here and say, you know, you look at you look back and if you in retrospect, you say, oh, my God, four and one on this homestand, you'd say, oh, that's great. We'll take it. But like the fact that this one was just kind of so blah instead of it being a close back and forth game or something like that, that's what just makes you feel so. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I. I felt like Philadelphia came. The Coyotes didn't come out strong in this game, but then you get a good break on the goal where it hits Ingram in the shoulder, rolls up over the top of him and in, and all of a sudden it was two nothing. And then that's a that's a tough team to play against. Man, they have a four check. They they can really get in on the four check. They're heavy. 
I just thought they kind of suffocated the Coyotes tonight. And again, I thought the Coyotes were kind of lifeless tonight. I was waiting for this. Kind of even predicted that they'd have a letdown in this game. Tough to win them all, but they still, again, if I, I, it's weird. I'm going to be the sunshine guy in this room, which is very rare for me. But um, they went 4-1 and one on this homestead, guys. And when you look at the competition, when you looked at it at the start, you'd say, no way. No way that's going to happen. And if, if it does, no matter the no matter how they got to 4-1, and one, I know it's tough when you're 4-0 and thinking, can you close it out 5-0? and But no matter how they got there, this was a good homestand. So what you hope now is that they learn from this game, even though they're going to TD Garden where they don't play well, you hope they learn from this game and have a decent road trip, and then they come back. And as Petey mentioned in our last postgame show, there's some winnable games when they get back home. So just take care of business on the road. Have a decent road trip, and you're still fine. You're in good shape. Yeah, and I think against Boston and TD Garden specifically, I don't know, hey, if they come come into that building and they lose, that's okay. The one thing you want to see from an Arizona Coyotes team is a response game from what happened here tonight against Philadelphia. I think it's important that they play well in that game against Boston. I think it's important that they show some speed. I think it's important that they get on the forecheck. I think it's important that they play physical, and I think they need to limit their mistakes. All the things that led them to successful games over the last week, they need to do that again against Boston, even if they lose the game, they need to show signs of life that they didn't have tonight. So it's important they build on today's loss and take a step forward against Boston on Saturday. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, early flight for them tomorrow. They won't even have availability. So it's a, it's a tough turnaround here too, right? You're not, you're not even talking about yeah. a, a full two days in between games. they got to play a matinee in Boston. they got to travel tomorrow. That's a tough one for them, but hopefully they, you know, even if they don't, like you said, if they don't win there, if you can get, if you can get a split in those other two games, ideally you're beating Buffalo because they don't play well at PPG Paints either. You got to find a way. I I think you got to find a way to at least get two points out of this road trip, ideally three, but at least two. Okay, Craig, I want you to weigh in on something we discussed before you joined the show and we talk about goaltenders. We talked about the, the rotating goalies that they had through the first, what, 17, 18, 20 games. And now yep. that they've shown it's gone to Ingram. What happens Saturday in Boston? No, it's got to be Bamelka. That's that's my belief, especially with the turnaround here. And I think Andre made that pretty clear um, at practice the other day that that's what was going to happen because of this road trip. So I think they go Bamelka in that game. Ingram comes back for Buffalo, and then Bamelka gets Pittsburgh, and then you come back home and Ingram gets San Jose. That's probably how it's going to play out. We're going to ha- be back to the rotation for a little bit here with the schedule really dictating that format. Yeah. That, that was the other thing that I felt like um, Bear mentioned the other day was that it, it's actually like you look at the calendar next week and there's two back to backs, but he kind of characterizes tonight and Saturday almost as a back to back, just mm-hmm. given that quick turnaround. So whether Ingram, you know, lost this game for one like he did or had another shutout, you have to imagine like this this yeah. next stretch was the time that they were going to have to go back to that. And the good like I guess the good news is obviously Connor Ingram is the hot hand and like. Without a doubt, I mean, he's an unbelievable story right now. Obviously, we, I, Craig, I already shouted out your article from today at gophnext.com, but Vimelka is not, it's not like you're thinking, oh my God, like, veggies, yeah, right. horrible. Like, he, he honestly, and, and, Craig, another thing Petey and I were saying, like maybe Veggie's sitting on the bench just waiting for his turn and he's feeling like this is his opportunity to shine. Who knows? Yeah. And, and more than that, he got some practice time, right? He got some one on one time with Corey Schwab where he could dive into, Maybe some of the bad habits that he'd gotten into over the past few games that he was playing, this could be good for him, right? Take a step back, work on your game again, get some rest, and maybe he'll come fresh. Who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us. It's a 
it's a really tough assignment that he's going to get. Both of those assignments are really tough for him on this road trip. But, you know, if he can if he can steal him a point, good on him. Yeah, and I think when we talk about the keys to the game at, at uh, TD Garden, um, Vamelka has to be the number one star. Well, we're not going to beat her on the bush. He's got to be the best player on the ice for both teams on Saturday for this team to be in. And, and, and Coyotes have played well. Boston Bruins are a different story. That team is very good. They're very deep. They defend incredibly well. Their goaltending is outstanding. No matter who gets the nod in net, this is a really good hockey team. This is a team that's going to be considered as a, as a Stanley Cup contender. And the Coyotes are still trying to find their way to make, you know, a playoff, to become a playoff team here this year, next year, the year after. They got their hands full. I mean, this this is going to, you kind of see where they're going to be. And I know they've knocked off the top Stanley Cup champions over the last five years. Well, let's see where they're at against one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference right now. So it's going to be a heck of a test for this team. Yep. For sure. One other note from this game, Craig, that we brought up, but I just want to bring it up to you as well. Um, Logan Cooley was minus four tonight, and we noted that at the end they actually took him off the middle position on the top line and put Kerfoot there. Do you foresee, or maybe you asked Andre, uh, any line changes going into Saturday's game? I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. I thought the first line was awful tonight. And they, it, it continued into the power play, too. The first unit power play was terrible as well. So, yeah, after a loss like this, maybe you shake things up a little bit. Um, just a little piece of news for y'all, though, uh, just to put some hope on the horizon. Uh, about a week, you know, Jack McBain's back on the ice. That's what I'll say. He's skating again. So that's a good sign to have McBain out there. I don't know when he's going to be back yet, but he's skating. Barrett Hayton, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. I saw him tonight. He's still in his soft cast. So... That's still a ways away, as we knew it would be, four to six weeks. But they could have Jack McBain back fairly soon. Who knows? Maybe after they come back from the road trip or shortly thereafter. So that's a good sign. But uh, getting back to your question, I would not be surprised to see a shakeup after a, a sluggish game like this. Yeah, and it makes it easier to do that after you have a game like this to make a lineup change. And to your point, if you have a player like Jack McBain in the lineup, does that change the the way the chemistry looks for tonight's game against Philly? It probably does, because this is a game where Jack McBain, his style of play suits a game like this against the Philadelphia Flyers. And I think they really could have used that big body, middle ice presence against the team that plays a little bit heavier. So it's he is going to be he's been so sorely missed in the middle of the ice. And if they can get him back here in the very near future, I think. That's that's going to be great for this team. And maybe if they can get them back by this next homestand or where they come back home to play San Jose, I, I think that that sets up the rest of the month of December. Yeah. Craig, any other thoughts on this game or are we ready to move on? Yeah. I mean, I, I know you guys got a chance to catch up with Danny Briere and I don't know if you saw Keith Jones and Ray Sherrill as well, but it was, it was a, it was, it was fun to be in the arena tonight, even if the Coyotes weren't performing well, because it's always great to talk to Danny, who, of course, is a beloved former Coyote who was traded away too soon, but now the GM of the Philadelphia Flyers. And as as Charlie told us on the show, sort of engineering a rebuild without tanking. Uh, talk to Danny a little bit about that. We can get into that more tomorrow in our segment when we go around the NHL, but also a couple of fun little ASU notes. TJ Semptefelter was here tonight. His former coach, Brian Boucher, of course, is a broadcaster for the Flyers. So we got to hop into the booth and talk to Boosh for a little while. And while I was waiting to talk to Danny, uh, ASU defenseman Ty Murchison walked in and had a meeting with Danny Briere. So lots of Sun Devil angles here as well tonight. 
That's awesome. That yeah, is a, that is a good a good little nugget from you, Craig. And one other thing that was happening in the arena tonight that we want to highlight: um, hockey talks night. You know, highlighting the importance of mental health. And they, I think the Coyotes did a really good job with the videos they played. You know, featuring Connor Ingram, Troy Stetcher, people who can really you know speak to, to things like this. So, PD, I know you wanted to highlight. Yeah, this. I just think it's really important. And I know hockey, hockey. You know, they have the cancer the hockey fights cancer night, and I think this is one thing that they did. They do a great job across the entire league, across North America, through Canada, and, and hockey talks. And and I, I, I put it out on Twitter because I, I don't know anybody, and I don't know anybody that hasn't been affected by by issues with mental health. And I mean everybody. I know everybody in this room that has been. And I, I think it's incredibly important, and I said it in my tweet, and I'm going to say it to everybody listening right now. I urge everybody tomorrow, because that's too late, and don't piss people off, <laughs> but everybody tomorrow, call somebody. Call anybody. I don't care. Knock on your neighbor's door. Call an old family uh, member. Call somebody you went to college with and just say, how are you doing? But mean it and listen. It is so important to connect with people right now more than ever. And everybody's got their thing. So don't think it doesn't affect them. It does. So just talk to people. Just be kind to people and just reach out. Thank you. I just had to say that. So hockey talks and so should all of us. Well said, Petey. Well said. Well said. Absolutely. Well, Craig, we will let you go and we will see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. on our Run the NHL episode featuring DJ Bean of What Chaos. And we might force him to talk about the Coyotes. I know. There's going to be another episode of Name That Coyote. I can just feel it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll give him, we'll give him some help. We'll, we'll have it Boston related tomorrow. Uh, I just want to throw one thing out before. I, I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of the local reports now catching wind that the Coyotes are looking at a site in Northeast Phoenix. Um, it's been reported now that it's state trust land that'll have to go to auction. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of concern, right? They, if it, it gets opened up to auction, does that mean that somebody else could swoop in? Just keep in mind that often in these situations, it might be a situation where there's actually only one bidder and maybe that'll be the case with the Coyotes. If you're worried about things, I guess I would say, I'm not sure that's the angle that I would worry about. There are plenty of other hurdles to worry about for the Coyotes getting this deal done. I'm not sure that's the one to worry about. All right. So just by saying that, Craig, just for them saying here, here's the place we're going to build a rink. You don't think that is a done deal then? And we're starting to shovel (laughs) and we'll be playing there in 23 or 24, 25. I know there are a lot of happy reports out there that, you know, that hearing from whoever it is they're hearing from that. Oh yeah, this is where it's going. Um, there, uh, there are many bridges to cross before this gets done, and yeah, approach with caution. Approach with caution. Yeah. I can tell you at at the league level, at the board of governors level, at the NHLPA level, at a lot of levels, there is concern over whether they can get this done. So, approach with caution. Approach with caution. I think that's a, that's a. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Approach well. with caution. Very fair. All right. Well, thanks, Craig, and we will see you tomorrow. All right, guys. See you. All right. Yeah, I'm safe. All right. Let's bring the fun. I'm going to do a scratcher. We're going to do some fun. Oh, bring the fun. And Can't we have a different one tonight. This is the snow much fun. Oh, God. And Danielle, do we have to follow directions? No, like, this is easy. This oh. is easy. We just okay. have to match. I was going to We have Danielle. two numbers, and then we just have to match it to oh. these. And this one we can win Did up you to 10,000. No, I just read it right now. Okay. But I will say last night, um, Shane bought like, 
I don't know how many scratchers, $30 worth. Oh my goodness. And we, it, go? it was so fun. We just sat, it was so fun. Yeah. And um, any winner? Won our money back. So like we had a good time and won and our money And won money back. So while I scratch. Yeah. Let's talk about the Arizona people, scratchers. Why people buy Let's them? talk about the Arizona scratchers. And we say it all again. It's holiday time. Use them for your stocking stuffers. Use them for any occasion. They're easy. And guess what? They sell them freaking everywhere. So when you forget, like I always do, you can pick up your Arizona scratchers. Bought them at Fry's last anywhere. night. Absolutely, and you can get it just for a dollar, right? A dollar, yeah, two dollars more if you want, right? What? You can spend more. If oh you want. yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, anyway, make sure you get your Arizona scratchers this holiday season. Fun for the whole family. I don't. Do you have to be twenty one? You do. do. Okay, never mind. Not fun. the whole family. If they're older twenty one, then they can have fun. <laughs> Under twenty one, they can't. Did we win anything? Another loss, but it's okay because okay. I just had so much fun. I'm not like fun. I'm not even kidding. It's not there's rush. something so satisfying Sat about yep. doing this, and this particular one scratched so smooth. That's yeah, nice. Just say. Okay. Good. Anyway, we'll try again tomorrow. I have a faith that we're gonna win this week. I really do. I do too. So go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a real retailer like our friends with Circle K. We need to get a lucky coin to scratch them with. That's the problem. I do have a loony in my car. That's it. That's so I'm going to blame you again. <laughs> Near you at ArizonaLottery.com and you must be 21 or older to play. And as we mentioned, Circle K is where you can buy your holiday scratchers. So next time you swing by Circle K to fill up on gas, go on and buy your holiday scratchers. And right now um, on the Inner Circle app. What's happening on the Inner Circle app? Listen, if you haven't downloaded this app yet. What is happening? Or if you haven't downloaded the Circle K app and signed yes. up for the Inner Circle, that yes. is. They're doing 31 days of Circle K right now. So free price. Free prizes, snacks, weekly en entry into grand prizes, not to mention three cents off per gallon every single day if you're part of the inner circle. Or if you just join, then you can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. It's completely free to join the inner circle. All you have to do is download the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. PD, we have something very important to discuss. And it has nothing to do with the game, but has to do with fashion. Oh, buddy. So John Tortorella and the Philadelphia Flyers coaching staff were not wearing a suit and tie on the bench. They were wearing a clean black jacket with a Philadelphia Flyers logo on it. No ties, no suits. Your thoughts. I've been on this train and this fashion train for years. For years, I think I'm going to start with I'm in a soapbox for a minute. I think society in general has changed their attitude towards business attire. Maybe it's just because we're in Arizona. It's much more business casual and that's appropriate. Or like everyone works it's from 120. home now too. Take off the goddamn tie. Yeah. Behind an NHL bench, it is not appropriate to wear a suit. Like it, it, It's freezing. You know, I know you sit in the stands at Mullen and go, oh, it's not that bad. Go stand by the ice. It's cold. It is cold by the ice because ice is cold. What? Yeah, no shit. So it's cold <laughs> on the bench. That's one. It's cold. By the way, it's messier than hell on a bench. There's players squirting water bottles and spitting. It's disgusting on a player's bench. You look at where their feet are. Disgusting. Why would you want to wear a suit out there? Again, dumb. Not function. Fashion. And if you don't think that John Tortorella looked professional he and looked amazing. sharp, he had a little Philadelphia Flyers logo there. I, I'm, I am a huge proponent. Get rid of the suits in the National Hockey League. It is not 1920 in Montreal and Toronto anymore. We don't need the fedoras. Get rid of it. It's all, they're also the last league to do it. You Look don't at see the NBA. NBA. Look NF at the NBA. NFL, MLB. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. 
Basketball's got it right. Basketball, by far the best. By far, they're sharp. They all matching attire. They look great. Football, I, I, I still go back to the Bill Belichick. Don't cut off sleeves. That's that. That is a little boorish and a little like it is still professional sports. Put on the whole goddamn sweatshirt. So that bothers me. And he might be the best coach ever, or was he just a coach that had a really good quarterback? That's for another for show. another day. <laughs> That's for another show. But but but, but, but let's go. The, the the hockey wearing the suits is one thing, but can baseball lose the damn? You know, is the manager going to play? The guy weighs two hundred and seventy five pounds <laughs> wearing a. T- Are you going to play? You're not going to play. You don't need to wear. Can you see Andre Turnier wearing shin pads and hockey <laughs> pants? You're not going in the game. Take off the uniform. Put on a nice pair of slacks. Right when Peter says, I like the way the MLB does it where they're wearing the uniform too. Tori could still go out there. Jeez. I believe in Tori. I be- he could still go out there and hit. Take off the stirrups and the pants. Like, <laughs> they got to sit in there and put a ball hat on. The guy's 72 years old with a ball hat on. Enough. So the NHL... <laughs> John Tortorella nailed it. And I will say who did it first. The Coyotes in the bubble. Arizona Coyotes in the bubble. And I pushed everybody that went to both bubbles. Me personally called every coaching staff of every team that went into the bubble. No way. And I swear, I kept a spreadsheet. And I will post it someday. I kept a spreadsheet on what teams were going. There were so many teams that I had bought in. That I bought in. I had the Dallas Stars with Rick Bonus. We're gonna knock it And they were none of them were gonna wear ties. And then it finally came to the bubble and everybody wore a tie except John Tortorella and Rick Tuckett and the Arizona Coyotes. Awesome. And that's a true story. Wow, Petey. I, I I'm I so know adamant that. about that. I think it's classy. I think it's professional. And also you can put your team logo on it and sell more merchandise. That's Do it. true. That's true. And, and, and this team with, with with the Morellos and how fashion forward and streetwear they're doing right now, buddy, that's a, that's a fit. And you're already seeing like some days the Coyotes players wear suits. And I like that it's all coordinated. I it's agree. like suits today. Everybody, okay, everyone. Yes. And then they'll do casual. Yes. And I, I love that. Yes, but you'll be casual and be professional. Yeah, Can't of course. You? I thought they were, Flyers were casual. What's the point? You win the game. They won the game. So does it really matter? Exactly. No. Take off the damn suits. Exactly. Especially when coaches, and I don't know if it's just hockey because I watch hockey more, especially when they don't fit. Like there's some guys like John Cooper, dude sharp in a suit. Like he, like that's fit. Newell Brown, former assistant coach now with the Anaheim Ducks, dude dresses sharp. Like that's tailored and fit. But there are so many coaches, like their suits are 12 years old. They don't fit anymore. Like buddy, enough. Just put on a, put on the team jacket. Charles said, "PD's going to revolutionize coaching styles in the NHL." Thanks, this is CWP. this is PD's mission for 2024. It is. I, 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 yes. This okay. That little nugget was like something that I felt like you could have might have told when you did your PD's puck talk behind the scenes of the bubble. Oh yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking I about, I did talk about that. Actually. We're we try to do it once a month. Things got a little crazy once hockey. We're doing it started. in December though. It's but coming. We're gonna do it. We're going to bring it back. PD's Puck Talk for diehards only in our Discord. PD literally, like, it's like a live show, except it's not a live show that you can watch back. Like, you have yeah, to be there for be it. There live. You have to be a diehard. You have recorded. to be in the Discord. And PD has done a couple of these. Unbelievable. The last one was all these behind the scenes pictures and videos of inside the bubble. Yep. We're going to do more. He has so much stuff planned. Craig has literally dropped breaking news in the discord before that's all happened um and just so many reasons to become a diehard like 20 percent off merch 20 percent off events access to the diehard only content on the website and so much more and i've seen a lot of comments people saying oh well i'm out of state otherwise i would 
The only thing that applies to if you're out of state is 20% off events, which is just yeah. like one of the eight things. Yes. Now is the time because we have a sale going on ever. right now. First time ever. And only time for like probably a year. The Die Hard membership is discounted from $79.99 to $59.99. That's $20 off right now. This is only until su- this coming Sunday. This Sunday. So make sure you take advantage. And yes. if you're looking for a gift for sports fans in your life, give yes. them the, the gift of a Die Hard membership. The Die Hard box looks really good under cool. the tree. And you get a card, like the membership card's worth the $59.99. And you get a free, free shirt, shirt or, or hat. hat. Not just now. Every year. Every year on your anniversary. And I will say this because I'm biased and we know that I'm biased towards hockey. By far the best Discord. Oh my God. It's our Discord close. is buzzing. Welcome. If you join our Discord today, welcome. There are so many new yeah. diehards today. That I'm makes excited. it that makes I, I us can't so wait. happy. I can't oh, wait. Oh, and we met so many what? diehards at Mullet tonight. Tonight. So shout out everyone yes. we talked to. So great talking to you. CWP is an OG. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Yep. Um, all right, to wrap things up, let's take a look at the punch card presented Ugh, by Arizona Lottery. Is, Don't forget to get out and buy your holiday so scratchers. Well. They were doing so well, but look at that line. It's, it's still, still it's still the best line. There's five season. green green check marks on that line, the most of any of the the the, the first three. Yeah, games. absolutely. With so two games to go, and and even like let's just say they lost the every other game in this line. Still a great line. Still the best line because if if they can go five and four on every line the rest of the season. That, that, that's a that, success that is that that might be a playoff team yeah that's because they're that far above 500 so yeah i i think i think that's winnable in buffalo we'll see roll the dice and luckily it's 11 a.m for us um so <laughs> the roll the dice against boston i am honestly i'm excited to watch that team play again they have so many superstars and they're a they're a fun team to watch and and just see where the bar is set for the arizona coyotes amongst the rest of the league so i'm excited for that and and you know maybe they start another winning streak just update everyone to um, where the Coyotes are. They're still in the first wild card with 28 points. Nashville did win tonight, so they are now neck and neck with the Coyotes with 28 points. But the Coyotes have a better winning percentage, so they're wild card one. Nashville's wild card two, um, and you know Coyotes are still one away, one or two points away from the Winnipeg Jets, who I think did win tonight against. Colorado, which is a bummer because if you want to chase the Jets, they have to stop winning. But it is what it is. So. Like, despite the negativity of tonight, despite, you know, the disappointment, like Craig mentioned, I, I can't believe Craig was somehow like the voice of reason tonight. So weird. Um, four and one on the homestand, five and one in their last six games. Just an unbelievable stretch in the first wild card spot on December 7th. I mean, what more can you ask for? I mean, there is a lot more we can ask for, but genuinely like from a hockey perspective it's been a great run yeah and i think you look at some of the individual performance you look at carcone you look at kraus you look at michelli uh, and of course schmaltz and keller continue to rack up points and you look at connor ingram and all those individual personal stories but to your point the biggest surprise to me is that december 7th this team is still in a playoff spot i said at the beginning of the season i thought there would be a moment and when I said a moment, I thought maybe a day or two where this team might be above the double line and in a playoff spot before the first of the year. They have been consistently in a playoff spot for a while. Now. Yeah. And, and I, I do have to say this is a huge step for this team, much quicker than I thought that this would happen. And I still believe playoffs is within their sight, but I think they need to get healthy. And I think they need to play just a little bit yeah. more consistent. And I think there's a possibility that this team could make the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, and if that happens, I might have to take an OGs to believe it. Because I don't know if I would otherwise. Maybe it's OGs Friday tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's flavoring tomorrow's Flavoring Friday. We have Can't a fun wait. show planned, so tune in at 2 p.m. Um, but check out OGs wherever you buy your 
gummies uh, at the dispensary. Check yep. them out. You can also check them out online as well. And they have Happy Balance, Indica, Sativa, Microdose, Sleep Edition, whatever it is you're looking for. And I promise you the flavor is delicious. Probably the best tasting gummies out there. Scratch made right here and in Arizona. Matters. It matters, does. Right? So to learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. Yes. And you'll learn. You will learn. Yeah. And, yeah. La- and last but not least... Make sure you have your Shady Rays because it's, it may be December 7th. I went for a walk today. T-shirt. T-shirt and sunglasses and a hat. I had to come down to the studio earlier for the game because we went to the mullet. And guess Sun what? Sun right in your eye? Right in my eye. So it, I had a, I have the Shady Rays right in my little side thing on the door. So I had to pull out the Shady Rays because I was literally driving into the sun. It was horrific. Yeah, you got to have your Shady Rays on hand at all times. So make sure you check them out. You can. They also have an in-person store at Kirlin. So if you're the type of person who likes to try them on and such, another great holiday gift because who doesn't love getting new sunglasses? Their styles are amazing, but they're super affordable. So you can buy them for multiple people. And right now for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades. Rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Nick Nelson, great seeing you guys. And I finally got the story of his avatar. DB Cooper. Yep, I got that whole story today. And so, yeah, DB Cooper. Great combo. Great combo. Anything else, PD? No. Okay, me either. Let's get out of here. As we mentioned, tomorrow, 2 p.m., that's Friday. DJ Bean from What Chaos Joins. We're going to force him to talk about the Coyotes. I'm probably going to bring up. Fun. I'm probably going to bring up the Minnesota Wild. We're going to have fun. Oh, yeah. He doesn't like the Wild. Either. Yeah. We're going to talk some NHL headlines. We'll talk a little Coyotes. And we'll probably mostly and just fun have fun on Friday. Fun yeah, we need it. We do. So the show is better when we're having fun. It it is. We, we've been had so much. We've had so much fun. And we didn't uh, address the big elephant in the room. The big magical elephant in the room. This is by far, like, if you're going to lose, lose on the road. Lose on the road. The fact that we were robbed of a mullet magician trick tonight is heartbreaking. It's, I mean, the coyotes should be ashamed because the mullet magician, like, we were robbed. And right when he's starting to catch a little bit of lightning and a little bit of buzz, then this happens. And I tell you, I I, I hear it here first. We, we, Leah and I and Danielle get to see him practice a lot. So we kind of know what's coming up. There's a couple in the next in the next few wins at home. They're, they're OK. But I'm telling you, he's the, been as this team approaches the playoffs, the tricks will improve proportionately. There is some stuff coming up. Whoa, you're not buddy. even ready. Seriously, I, you're I not, promise. You, you. I, I'm telling you, we had people in the studio thinking it was a camera trick, and they were watching it live. Unreal, unreal. We were robbed. So hopefully he'll be back soon. But for now, they're heading on the road, and we'll be live uh, nice and early in the day on Saturday to talk all about whatever happens in Boston as well. So be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel so you never miss when we go live, and you never miss all the extra content as well, like walking and talking. You can follow us on Twitter at S. Peters Hockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Abraka Danielle, and follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. And if you're listening on audio, hit the little five-star button. means a lot to us. And if you prefer to listen rather than watch, be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts as well. But everybody, enjoy the rest of your Thursday night, and we will see you all on Friday.